0: Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now in the studio, local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to the Money Art at 11:50 a.m. KKNW this Saturday, February. 16th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage experts bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on to- today's events and how they affect our local economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. You can call in at one 855 400 1150 Again, that's one 855 Four hundred eleven fifty, or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have one guest today, Keelan, so excited to bring a uh Troy Thiel back in with Mm -hmm. the uh, Thiel team at Windermere Yarrow Bay. And he's actually over here dancing. He is quite the character. So we could just, we could party the entire show. But we actually have a really important uh, conversation we're going to have with Troy. Uh, Housing affordability and the Washington housing ecosystem and updates for Olympia on addressing our challenges. So it's going to be a great show, great information as we do each show. And for more information or to talk with uh, Troy directly you can call the show at one 855 400 we can connect you with him or go to themoneyhour.com and let's start out with a little money chat Money, money. you know it's A little crazy out there, Kaelin, with all of the uh, the snow that we've had and there's been challenges for our team that live far away from the office. Thank goodness uh, for Gateway that we're... Remote and can easily because our team is in the office every single day, but it's nice that they can work from home and be uh, be remote. And I want to say I want to give another shout out to the amazing company that we work for because there's been some challenges with local services for good reason. Companies have just shut down. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, living here in Washington State for all of our listeners, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, we're just not prepared for this and this back to back that we've had. Uh, with the snow. So an example, I had uh, an appraiser that couldn't go out when he was saying that he was going to go up because he literally could not get out to the property. And so the appraisal was late. We got the appraisal back. We got clear to close, which means we have to go back to underwriting. We have to get things signed up from the appraisal department. We've got our our, uh, closing disclosure uh, updated, which we had done an early closing disclosure. So that saved us on the three-day TRID. Uh, for those of you that are in the industry know what I'm talking about, but it's basically a three-day delay. And we closed and fund the same day that the ding appraisal came back in. So, you know, I mean, we've just done a lot of, uh, a lot of miracles um, with this crazy weather. I just love Gateway.
2: Yeah, they do a lot of things that uh, it's probably Japanese. Some of these people, but these are mm-hmm. not normal things in the industry. This they are company not. is lightning fast, and they 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 take the high road always. So yeah, it's just so exciting to be part of it, and you know, and nature reminds us that she's boss. She uh, is. We're still there to to kick some booty.
1: Okay, to kick some booty, <laughs> kick some booty. What about you and uh, the snow? How I know there's been some crazy stuff going on for you as as well.
2: Yeah, it's been a little crazy. Um, I didn't realize with London now being three and in daycare, the challenges as a parent with daycare is kind of crazy. I've heard a lot of complaints and you know a lot of uproar, uprise from. Families that just, I mean, they can only take so much time off of work and, yeah. you know, and who's going to watch their little ones? Mm-hmm. And um, if anybody else has a three-year-old, who wants to watch their little one for that <laughs> amount of time? <laughs> so uh, it's been kind of crazy around the house. I mean, yeah. I'm we're both very extremely busy. And fortunately, I've definitely made it work, but it's yeah. added some extra layers for us. But. Mm-hmm. And a shout out to some of my uh, my agent friends who I got a couple snow contracts in. They're out showing houses. You in did. You got two
1: new contracts closing yeah. in uh, in, uh, in March. It's
2: shocking that I like, know nobody's
1: w- really out there doing much shopping no. with
2: the snow. They're like the world's dead, and uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know. My world's moving. It's-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're moving and shaking.
2: Moving and shaking. So uh, we're. It sounds like we're on the tail end of it. Uh, yeah. As long as we don't well, get some. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Thursday, right? Uh, Maybe? Another. Another little Uh,
1: conversation, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, but I'm sure everybody in Seattle, we're over it.
1: (laughs) Well, I thought when I got back from uh, Fort Worth that I'd be coming home to a little warmer weather, but not so much. Not so much. It was uh, great at the sales rally, hanging out in uh, Dallas and seeing the uh, bull riding and doing some karaoke and hearing from all of the leadership with Gateway and with the purchase of our bank and all the cool stuff that... Um, all the cool stuff that's coming up. I mean, we're going to be able to do every single program and then some, not that we can't right now because we have correspondent relationships, but it's going to be nice not to have to depend on correspondent and do everything uh, within the company. So some great things coming. Yeah, today was just a shout out for uh, Gateway Mortgage because they're awesome, but they need us. They need us that are um, industry, you know, industry leaders and out there, you know, making things happen and building the relationships. And so, yeah, that's what it's all about. More importantly, we need to get to our, first guest and our only guest today. But before we do that, um, we're going to have a little commercial break, but we're going to talk about housing affordability, the Washington housing ecosystem and updates from Olympia and addressing our challenges with Troy Thiel with the Thiel team at Windermere Yarra Bay right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break.
3: With over 30 years of real estate success in three major markets, the Thiel team knows what it takes to help their buyers, sellers, and developer clients achieve their real estate goals. Use an expert. Contact the Thiel team today for a free consultation. The combined skills, experience, and tools of the number one office in the state, the Thiel team at Windermere Yarrow Bay, will get you across the finish line. Call today at 425 941 8457 or email Troy Thiel at Windermere.com to connect.
4: Hi, I'm Troy Thiel and my wife Karen and I are the Thiel team with the Windermere Yarrow Bay office in Kirkland. We work throughout the Seattle market and we love helping people achieve their real estate goals. If you'd like to talk to us about what your goals are and how we can help you, give us a call at
0: 425-941-8457. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on alternative talk a.m. 1150 now back to the show with local mortgage experts tina mitchell and keelan harvey
1: welcome back to the money are with your host tina mitchell
0: and your co-host keelan harvey
1: you're a local mortgage experts right here in on 1150 am kknw the february 16th show it is a great day to talk money and that's what the show is all about how to make money save money so that you can have a better life for you and for your family and if you're hearing our show at a different time or day you are listening to a rebroadcast but to connect with the guests that we have on the show today please call the show at 1-855-400-1150 or go online to com. and in studio right now troy thiel with the thiel team at windermere yarrow bay our topic today is housing affordability and the washington housing ecosystem, and updates from Olympia in addressing our challenges. Troy, so excited to have you in studio today and to have you here for the entire show because this is a really important topic that we're going to talk about today. So thank you. Thank you. And a little bit about Troy, Uh, With over 24 years of experience as a leader in the real estate industry, as a broker, consultant, CEO, and active participant in industry organizations, Troy knows what it takes to help the Thiel team's clients reach their real estate goals. He has worked in three major marketplaces, uh, Seattle Eastside, Madison, Wisconsin, and Chicago North Shore, and has been an award winning sales producer and CEO in each one. Troy is a longtime industry and community leader in many areas, including government affairs regarding real estate, uh, economic development, affordable and appropriate housing development. Sustainability, business organization, bicycle and pedestrian adv- advocate, and more. And um, I just want to give a shout out for that. For being a real estate uh, agent takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, time away from family. I uh, Thank goodness his beautiful and lovely uh, wife Karen, the better half, uh, works with <laughs> them as well, so they get to hang out together a little bit. But all of that you that you do and giving back to the real estate space, which helps our real estate agents, also helps the consumers and protecting their rights and what we're going to talk about today. I just want to thank you for that, Troy, because it takes a lot of time that you volunteer to these organizations. So
4: I really appreciate it. It, It's it's an ethos I was taught by my parents. You know, if yeah. if I am helping people pick a community to live in and, and housing and, and make a major investment in money and time and for their family, I, I feel it's it's an obligation to be involved with helping make those communities better. And, and, and I love real estate agents, as you know, yeah. and uh, I have great friends from just about every company in any town mm-hmm. I've ever been in. Yeah, and well, you
1: make friends very quickly. You weren't here very long before you knew all of the... Um, people that were important to know.
4: Yeah, it's uh-huh. my parents always moved middle of the school year. So I learned as a little kid every uh, year for like the first five years of school, I had to learn how to make friends really fast. That makes yes. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't move your kids yeah. three
1: months into school. Every I lived year. in the same, uh, same city and went <laughs> to the same school all the way from elementary school to junior high school. But yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of getting connected to our guest, if you don't know Troy, you need to know him because he's not only good accolades, you know, but uh, he's an awesome guy and he's a whole lot of fun. So. Um, on top of a great wealth of knowledge. So we're very excited to have you here, Troy. And uh, let's start it by talking about the um, how is the energy for change in Olympia this session and uh, and the housing issues. I'm really excited to get an update from you on how the the fight for the, the good cause is going. Mm-hmm. That, it, it, it's a great
4: uh, start so far. I, I would say the energy is rated excellent. Um, it was very obvious that at the end of the last session in 18, and and I, there was a critical event that the Eastside Ch- Chamber of Commerce had at uh, the UW Bothell uh, with 15 different state legislators, both senators and, and reps, uh, and to a person, they all uh, came back to their wards and districts and their constituents and heard, you know, you had a nice year in Olympia, but you did nothing about housing affordability and, mm. and, and, and choice. Um, and from that meeting on, uh, the energy has just steamrolled in the right direction among mm-hmm. advocates, organizations, experts, um, think tanks like Sightline and many others um, to work together, which mm-hmm. was which was interesting. You know, last year, all of these organizations weren't working together mm-hmm. and and we've come together um, and, and done uh, co-planned events. So that's been critical, I think. Uh, for the legislators to hear that you know there's we're all on the same side on this one because yeah. unfortunately our housing and affordability crisis and it's a crisis mm-hmm. there's no and there's no way other to describe it um, uh, people want to do something about it and you know what I love about living in the state of Washington and, and this area is that this is an area of innovation in so many things yeah. right um, yes it is and. You know, one thing we're we're a little behind the gap is innovating on how to fix this crisis. Yeah. I don't think we're as behind as we were six months ago. Um, I'm very happy to see uh, legislators across both sides of the aisle in both houses um, uh, working together. If you if you see some of the laws that are on the docket right now for mm-hmm. fixing uh, housing issues, the ADU bill or the Condo Liability Act, you will see. Uh, a drove of uh, representatives from throughout the state uh, signing on as sponsors. It's, uh, uh, we're going to have a big year in Olympia uh, for a lot of our major needs for fixing and um, uh, because it's a big crisis, and it yeah. isn't just in Seattle, and it isn't mm-hmm. just in the east side in Seattle or our metro area. Um, it's affecting pretty much throughout the state, and mm-hmm. so some of these laws that are going to be adjusted will help.
1: Yeah, well, and it's exciting to hear that people are coming together because that's really the first, the biggest challenge is getting people to come together and work together as a team to make things happen. And if you've gotten over that hurdle, that first big step, then I can see that some great things should be moving and coming forward here for us. So, Troy, what and who are the critical drivers that are needed for the change. And we talked about, you know, a little bit about legislation and, and the leaders there, but uh, who else?
4: Well, um, you know, the legislators themselves, they're going to solve this uh, with our, with our advice consult and mm-hmm. experience. And, uh, Um, uh, There are are many that have stepped to the fore. Last year, uh, uh, Tana Sun, who is a representative out of Mercer Island, sponsored several good bills that did not make it through. Unfortunately, no really good bills on housing uh, challenges made it through last year. So she was a leader from the get-go. Uh, uh, Frank Klopp, who is a representative in um, the uh, uh, Capitol Hill Central District, um, has been a historic housing supporter of fixes, uh, but they've been joined by so many Um mm-hmm. One of my I've I've created a nice relationship with the state legislative housing committee chair, which is Cindy Ryu the the state rep out of Shoreline, the former mayor. Mm -hmm. And Cindy gets it. Wow. She was a a part of a lot of this stuff last year as well. And uh, she had me down um, at the December uh, state legislative housing committee work session day. Um, On her on that committee, there's so many great leaders. Um, uh, Nicole Macri is also in Frank's uh, district um, is uh, she is doing great work. So many state reps are. So Mm -hmm. uh, bravo to all of them. Uh, My new state rep, uh, Amy Wallen, who was mayor of Kirkland, uh, uh, housing is one of her major issues. Uh And, you know, pretty much across the board, uh, all the state legislators have housing as if not their top priority, housing po- improving housing policy very near the top. So um, what's cool is to see it. It isn't a Democratic thing. It isn't yes. just a Republican thing. It's you know housing affordability challenges affect all of us uh, equally, mm-hmm. um, and and our challenges for uh, both parties and in our communities. And and that's what's great to see is the energy of these people putting down, um, you know, silly games and working together. Yeah. Um, other other big movers, Microsoft.
1: Yes, right? yep. of course. Wow, mm-hmm.
4: five hundred million dollars—a uh, mm-hmm. uh, significant portion of that. The majority of that is is uh, some special loan programs, mm-hmm. uh, but twenty-five million dollars in 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 support to help. Um, uh, do research and advocate and do the right thing. Uh, my industry, the Washington Association of Realtors, uh, supported by a $750,000 grant from the National Association of Realtors that I helped lobby yeah. for. A million dollar in a campaign called Unlock the Door. You've probably yes. seen that on yeah. TV. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, those are not inexpensive ads. And in those commercials are people from across the board. State legislators, uh, nonprofit housing developers. Tony Toe is awesome. He says this, this issue is so big we need to throw the whole kitchen sink yeah uh, at it yeah
1: well and it's great to you know see the investment that microsoft is is making and obviously um uh as a contribute um uh, contributing stance to help but it also is you know shows that how much microsoft wants to be here and the benefit to the company and the employment here because in order to make that work they have to have affordable housing otherwise they're going to have to yeah. have their employment somewhere else. So it's nice. I mean, it really shows that there's also there's confidence in in what we can and what we will be doing moving forward uh, here in our market.
4: Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I, I I think actually that was probably some of the initial thoughts with Amazon sure as they were considering it, yeah. their expansion, right? Yes, of course. Uh, is, you know, their number one bill, so to speak, is mm-hmm. their labor. And yes. labor's number one bill is their housing yep. cost. And, um, you know, it's it's not rare for me and probably you all too, to have, you know uh, you're working with talk about clients or potential clients mm-hmm. that come out and they're thinking about taking that offer, but they see they gotta this house, this mm-hmm. they got to figure out, they, this house is a million too and if I'm in Fort Worth, that yeah. house is where you were just exactly. at, is 400. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 400. Yes. It, it's a pool that you can use yes. and all that stuff. Um, and so uh, they might not be able to get the talent they want yeah. as a result. Yeah. And um, so recent surveys have shown that 60% of millennials that are in Seattle are thinking of moving out of the area so they can uh, live in a community where they yes. can afford their first home, and that yeah. stinks. Yeah, I, no offense to, worth the word stink, but <laughs> yeah. I don't want to <laughs> offend anybody with it. But uh, it's bad, and, yeah. and and we can
2: do better. That's so exciting to see. You know, in crisis, everybody, all this, all this talent, and all these powerful people, and everybody's stepping up to the plate. And it takes a crisis for a group like that to really put their heads together and push for a better cause. So it's mm-hmm. exciting to see. Even in the time we had you on the show last what kind of process and mentality has changed on this subject a little bit um speaking of last time you're on the show troy we touched on condos it was really interesting i wanted to ask you about the condominium liability act revision that's going and uh what are the major changes uh, that are going to help well you
4: know the existing condo loan now uh, has some obvious major challenges that's why we're not seeing condominiums except for at very yeah. high price points yeah. uh, um, and by high price points, that's, that's cost per foot. Uh, w- there were a few condos announced and, and they started to market and they're not selling at $1,000 a foot for studios and small one bedrooms in Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, $1,000 a foot. You it's know, crazy. they're asking people to spend seven hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a small one bedroom with no parking when they can <laughs> rent the same unit yeah. across the street, and, and they've yeah. got to
1: do that in order to be to work for them because of these laws. And yes, because the yes.
4: laws unfortunately they open up uh, a, a significant liability aspect that yes. creates expensive problems for um, insurance cost mm-hmm. and out of pocket, and the yep. insurers don't want to be here, the national insurers of condos, because they end up losing money unless they they kind of hedge their bets and they raise rates a lot, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they also cap the amount of, of, of uh, what they'll pay. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a high end deductible. So in the end, insurance doesn't cover it all. So the developer's then on the hook taking a risk. Right. And so they have to factor in that risk. Risk is yep. an issue. Um, and uh, that becomes an increase in, in, in price. And it's just a headache. So that's yeah. why we're not seeing that at the lower price points. We're only seeing massive buildings, the high rises, yes. 188 and yeah. Nexus mm-hmm. and Coda and First Light um, uh, because there's, uh, there's that efficiency of scale. If you're building two, three, 400 units you mm-hmm. can wrap that in now the curveball is is those units are going to be priced 15 20 25 30 percent more than yep. they would be normally yep. yeah they because they still
1: have to that uh, account for that cost right that expense yeah and yeah. so
4: what's the demand curve yeah. then for them and they're starting yes. you know you're starting to see some juggling going wait a minute these aren't selling as fast mm-hmm. some of them and the, the most you know the first first few did really well but now people are joining in and uh, unless they've got something special as a value proposition, mm-hmm. that pricing is going to hurt. So, yes. um, and it's going to impair some of the de- type of development we want. Um, if mm-hmm. if we're if we're pro sustainability, pro density, pro urbanization, which we are in many areas, but you know, if you want to live in a cool country place, they're there too. So, uh, we just need to increase. That kind of development and conversions so, too.
1: Yeah, so I, I know it's just crazy. Um, seeing nothing happening with conversions or affordable uh, housing in the condo market. Mm-hmm. It's just I've never seen that before. So, um, outside of you know figuring out um, how they can change these this laws with the liability piece of it, mm-hmm. what other solutions are there to? Or what problems do we need to solve around it other than that that can help with our condo?
4: Well, the, the condo fixes are include fi- uh, defining defect tight, um, mm-hmm. absolve. And these things are already in process and are part of the policy, the, these first few. Uh, and absolving the condo board from personal liability to mm-hmm. getting sued themselves if they do it by due diligence, what they feel is a, an important thing. Um, and then also, to uh, giving the developer a right to cure or fix the, the items rather than a, a right to get lawsuit, you know, you know a lawsuit, right? That yeah. Makes sense, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You know, time is money. And, um, and so those are major fixes that are already in play. The other fixes that need to happen, conversions, we mentioned conversions yep. and we can get to this in the next session because uh, it's, it's critical, quite yes. frankly, to the affordability piece is uh, opening up with those law changes that are, are pretty much agreed to adding some conversion fixes to the current conversion law will help us supply affordable quality housing in, in the right locations so. yeah
1: great yeah let's 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 pick that up coming up next in the money hour we're going to stay right here with Troy for the entire show housing affordability in the Washington housing uh ecosystem and updates from Olympia and addressing our challenges again Troy Thiel with the Thiel team at Windermere Yarra Bay right here on eleven fifty 50 a.m. KKNW after the short break
3: With over 30 years of real estate success in three major markets, the Thiel team knows what it takes to help their buyers, sellers, and developer clients achieve their real estate goals. Use an expert. Contact the Thiel team today for a free consultation. The combined skills, experience, and tools of the number one office in the state, the Thiel team at Windemer Yarrow Bay, will get you across the finish line. Call today at 425-941-8457 or email... Troy Thiel at windermere.com to connect.
4: Hi, I'm Troy Thiel and my wife Karen and I are the Thiel team with the Windermere Yarrow Bay office in Kirkland. We work throughout the Seattle market and we love helping people achieve their real estate goals. If you'd like to talk to us about what your goals are and how we can help you, give us a call
0: at 425-941-8457. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour. This is your host, Tina Mitchell.
0: And your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 16th show. We're here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one show and one week at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Uh, if you'd like to connect with our one guest today, uh, Troy, you can call the show at 1-855-400-1150 or go online to moneyaracom And our continued conversation with Troy Thiel, the Thiel team at Windermere Yarrow Bay, Housing Affordability, the Washington Housing ecosystem, and updates from Olympia in addressing our challenges.
2: So, Troy, I know uh, we talked about conversions, and I know uh, Tina wanted to ask you about that, but let's touch on a couple more of these fixes that potentially can solve our condo issues here. I know there's a few more. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's
4: a there's a full uh, recipe of of success on fixing the fixing our needs. Uh, And and we talked about the Condo Liability Act and some of the major fixes that are already been agreed to on that. Uh, um, And then we want to talk about conversions. But some of those items, including upzoning where appropriate. You know, so in in Seattle, holla, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, wow, look at all those cranes. (laughs) We're still number one in cranes and we're going to be for quite a while. Yeah. Um, And um, several of the suburbs, you know, we're here in Bellevue now. And if you go up to the Springs District, look mm-hmm. what's happening. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, and that relationship to increasing zoning, especially around transit corridors, mm-hmm. uh, train stops are really cool. I mean, look at downtown Redmond. That when people re- found out and developers found out that all that that train was coming there, look what ha- yeah. has, is happening and yeah. what has happened. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a Chicago guy, so I'm so used to. Every train stop, there's high density right near that. Oh, by the way, that's really, really smart Uh to do that. Um, Other ways we're seeing that transit-oriented density increase in the upzoning is places where the bus rapid transit stations are Mm going to go. You know, so like in Kirkland, the city of Kirkland's uh, council, they've got a special committee. How can we handle this and and help solve some of our housing needs by upzoning near these stations so people can just walk to their transit and they won't need a car to join
2: the 405 mess, let's say. It's so interesting how the transits come to fruition, like live right in front of our yeah. face. Yeah, like we need to
1: get Sound Transit back in here, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah,
4: it's you know it's, it's obvious. You know, city transit. And housing, they're They're integrated, inter- yeah. of course. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so that's one of the fixes. You know, another thing uh, that I think needs to be done, is, and it's happening uh, yesterday, the bill was dropped at committee, was uh, accessory dwelling units and improving yeah. those laws because, quite frankly, they were very limited and too limited. And the Sightline Institute and, and State Rep Cindy Ryu and, and her committee have taken a lead on that. And uh, oh, my goodness, the number of um, state legislators that signed on to that, it was like there were like 40 people right away. As soon as that law hit. And that's throwing the whole kitchen sink in. That's a very large liberalization of accessory dwelling units because I think it's actually fixing a problem. We talked about upzoning. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle and all of these suburbs downzoned out two to four units about 20, 25, 30 years ago.
1: Really. Mm. So
4: notice everything you're being built is you've got two, you know, mid-century modern boxes smashed right next to each other. Wouldn't that be cool if it was a four unit? Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Right, uh-huh. yeah, you <laughs> uh-huh. know, and uh, and we can do that. So the ADU fix is sort of addressing that without addressing the zoning, the underlying zoning, and challenge. Being able to
1: get permits. And you know, I mean, we're we're thinking now. Um, I, you know, who knows what's going to happen moving forward with uh, my husband's mom, my mom, and it'd be We've got a beautiful, huge house. I mean, it's you know forty two hundred square feet, and it's gorgeous house and it's just my husband and I, mm-hmm. the problem is, is we don't have two kitchens mm-hmm. and you know, so to be able to, in some of these houses, you know, they're building new ones, but what about existing ones and mm-hmm. being able to add kitchens in um, the lower levels, which you can, not you can't get permits for Correct. that. Yeah. You know,
4: and accessory dwelling units like you were getting at, mm-hmm. it, and that answers some of that. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. We have several friends who are, want to get out of the big house and they want to build an ADU that they'll move to and then just mm-hmm. sell off or rent the big house. Yes. Uh, because that's, that a, you know, right. Yeah. That's a major challenge. Um, so uh, the ADU thing is interesting. And, and another way to look at it is what we're when I was referencing earlier, new construction of two big homes. What do you what? What about taking down that a thousand square foot anachronistic rambler? Mm-hmm. You know, let's just say yeah. the classic rambler and we call them ranches in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. uh, I could say ranch. And um Taking that down and building a two-unit, a three-unit, yes. a four-unit, yep. or um, a, a house with two ADUs, mm-hmm. and one of those ADUs may be yours, yes. or you're building a, a thousand square foot new home for to to age in place and stay in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. and that but you, but in order to afford to do it, you've got the two ADUs that yes. are filling this affordability challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, downtown Kirkland, um, none of my none of my uh, service staff friends at my cafe can afford to live in downtown Kirkland. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one project that has a address that but it's 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 a major challenge and the adus can help yes Um, and so um um it's it's once cities fix them los angeles is one of the examples uh and make them understandable and easier to do um that's a major one you use the word permit too Uh and another challenge with our housing affordability is time is money yes it takes three to four years to get through city halls
1: yeah, and
4: permissions. Crazy. And you're, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. You know, and say so, the markets change and costs go up yeah. and you lose your contractors. Yes. And so um, uh, I'm a big proponent. I don't know if it's going to happen in this session, but if we don't get to it, uh, of mandating approvals. If you are, mm. it's called, when there's one phrasing called a zoning code review. If you are proposing a project that's within zoning of that site.
1: Uh huh. Why should,
4: why should you Approve it. Approve yeah. it, yeah. I mean, we're paying these city administrators, you know, pretty good money. Yes. And if they approve it, and they can just move it right up the ladder. Yes. Um, and we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. We're different than most places, and look what's happening.
1: Well, like you said before, the the ease of it is that we've got examples in other um, states that are doing things at a very high level that have had the challenges that we've had that we can mirror after. Yes. And so that makes it a lot more exciting mm-hmm. that we can figure this out. We can figure it out quickly and efficiently yes. by... Looking what what's already working. Yeah, and and
4: you know, I, I because I've operated in some of those states that mm-hmm. do it right, yes. and I research this na- nationwide just because I'm I'm a nerd that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm a nerd in a lot of ways. Um, You're very
1: passionate.
4: I'm passionate. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, is it's interesting? You know, the the Seattle ethos and the Seattle quote unquote freeze. Yeah. yeah, I feel that they're like, well, you're not from here what you know look yeah. how perfect we are and I'm like, we're not perfect. Yeah. I mean we can learn from others. it's okay.
2: Yes. Yeah. you know
4: So uh, I think I think the doors are open. Yeah. I think people are really working hard on this and it's going to be great.
2: So speaking of efficiency, what about things are, we talked about, conversions, condo conversions yeah. on the larger scale? I mean, that's going to make a big impact and a big difference. Uh, my mom is in property management, actually, and on the building yeah. side of it, and they don't want to touch anything like that with a 10-foot pole right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see kind of where that's going to go and, uh, and, and what that's all about. Well, condo
4: conversions is taking an existing building that's mm-hmm. being used as an apartment building, obviously, and, and then converting the form of ownership from one single owner. That could, yep. could be a REIT. It could be an investment trust. It could be you. Yeah. Um, and, and subdividing into condo ownership. There's yep. a lot Which of Before benefits. the
1: crisis, we saw tons of that happening.
4: Yes, you did. And yeah. before the crisis and before the current state law, you saw tons of it happening with one caveat. There were no consumer protections. Uh, and oh. that created that created a very... Uh, Viral breeding pool for the law, for the legislators to be. Uh, have the trial attorneys walk in and say, "Look, you know all these developers are evil and they're trying to make money off of the consumer and look at uh, all these amazing horror stories unfortunately where the it was cr- it was not good building yeah. and there were a lot of problems mm. and there were no con- there were no protections and so we went from that end of the spectrum in the to initial stages to extreme. the to the uh, opposite extreme yeah. and extremism mm. in most things is never good unless you've of seen course. my dance moves and then they're beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a little levity every now and then. I've got the engineer laughing. That's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, Gary's over there cracking up. Yes. So, uh, but, um, uh, and so and we need to get back. And he's very selective in what yes. he laughs to. Yes. Uh, we'll do some Beatles numbers later. Uh, but we've got balance. we, we got to find balance. And the yeah. balance is the consumers need to be protected. That's number one and mm-hmm. the consumers are not being protected in the current phase why because they have no access to affordable housing or yes. very little mm-hmm. uh, and we have too little and so that's uh, that's the major thing to do so the conversions fix the issue because it's already existing land use the term yeah. nimby not mm-hmm. in my backyard uh, you know upzone you want to upzone my neighborhood i mean uh-huh. there's there's people up in arms and they're ready to burn down city hall yeah. over hala and and the, the 27 areas it's already a building. Yeah. It's already there. You, yeah. you know, it's, it just is what it is.
2: Troy, I want to ask you, I, I was talking to somebody and they were talking about homeowners associations, how they're just like they can do whatever they want. And it's and there's some fear with that. Is there anything to that?
4: Um, I, I can
2: understand that thought because,
4: to be honest, similar to our condo laws, I don't believe homeowners associations have been trained well. And they've mm-hmm. had a pretty bad law to deal with, but uh, um, it's easy. A homeowners association, as long as the people who uh, volunteer for it realize their number one job is to protect the investment of the, of the association. Yeah, that's their number one job.
1: And the the, the, the biggest thing that kind of makes me feel you know a little bit safer if I were buying a condo is you know you've got to get lending in these in these condos, mm-hmm. and so lenders are if there's a big issue. Um, they're not going to be able to lend in it. So mm-hmm. the things are getting reviewed by the lenders, as you that's know, Keelan, yeah. as we're going through yeah. the process. So before we break it to a break, Troy, I want to ask you, um, talk a little bit about uh, rentals and homelessness and how that's re- related and what's going on there.
4: Uh, well, you know, the ecosystem and it's it's one system is related because if we have 200, 300,000 people in the Seattle metropolitan area that's the Uh range of what we're estimating of folks that would rather own where they live rather than where they rent what that also means is we have two to three hundred thousand people in the rental market
2: yeah hmm you that's know a, competing that's a big, yeah that's yes. a big number that's
4: a massive number yeah. right yeah. are you, know you know, that,
1: still having those multiple offer or multiple renter you know on like we did the housing now or cuz i heard that slow down the enough.
4: market has changed a little bit but yeah. location 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 okay, works course. in rent yes. uh, rental as well um, and then if you, there was a recent story about how seattle's uh, in the top 3 for uh, wealthy renters uh, people who've chosen not to buy because yes. there's no options for yeah, them and yep. that could be an $800,000 or a yeah. $600,000 condo or a house yeah. for a million. That's just
1: crazy to even think about right? that. Yeah. Right.
4: And so what it does is, you know, it's like a sausage factory. At the mm-hmm. top at, at the top end, you have if you have that added supply that you shouldn't be having, it'll yeah. push down and it'll raise rents all the way down and at the bottom people get pushed out into homelessness. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of the long answer on the homelessness issue. Whoa. Zillow did a study. Their local people they they estimated that 90% of the people on the street uh that are homeless are and i think it's a little high mm-hmm. some of like some of their estimates just kidding spencer don't be mad at me uh but uh <laughs> but uh the um um issue is then those people can't afford to live anywhere yeah and they, well yeah. and there's
1: kind of given that's that balance because all the new laws came in to protect the tenants and mm-hmm. it was all around ex- especially the stuff that was happening in seattle yes. which was all around homelessness and mm-hmm. it actually caused some uproar and some challenges there because it didn't, it's, you know, there's another it needs to be balanced out.
4: Yes, yeah, and so uh, we, we lost that balance. Now, to, to your point mm-hmm. about you hearing that there's less stories about it, the reality yeah. is, is we talked about this before we went on the air, Yeah, the, you go to Green Lakes, those townhomes, like I've got friends, their kid who just got $125,000 a year after Benny's uh, job with Microsoft out of college, he's got four roommates, and they're just yes. they're renting in a place in Green Lake. Mm-hmm. And so what's happened is the prices went up in the rental market, a lot of people diverted to Co-sharing, renting, mm-hmm. and then I yes. talked. We talked also before going on about co-living situations, yeah, and yeah. you're starting to hear more and more about that. We live a bit first big major project, uh, the Selle Group is doing along with a building. They're building. Um, a, a we work at Third and Lenora downtown, mm-hmm. so uh, people will find like like water finds its natural level. I think folks, mm-hmm. even if they're making hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year, look. If I can get a sweet crib with my 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 buddies for five hundred a month, yeah, I'm going to go there.
1: Well, you know we're we just announced that we're going to come out with a co-op uh, program, which is not needed as in Washington state. Yes. Yet. But, mm-hmm. you know, when we're trying to deal with all of this affordability uh, challenges uh, may come. But they're talking about community living and building in community style as well, where you build a kitchen in the living room that everybody shares. And, um, you know, they all have their individual rooms. And mm-hmm. so it's just interesting to see where is this, you know, how is it, the housing going to start um Transitioning
4: Well, one thing we didn't mention about that, it's already happened in Seattle. Are you guys yeah. familiar with apartments or no. micro housing? Yeah. 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 And so I was referencing a Kirkland project it's called Arate. It's on Central Street, right mm-hmm. in downtown uh, Kirkland. Uh, by the recently closed Wendy's. I'm having a, I'm having a, I'm having
1: a, you a big Wendy's uh, fan. They do huh? have good burgers.
4: I'm trying to lose weight, so I'm glad it's gone, but I miss my friends that work there. They, <laughs> they miss me every day. But anyway, just kidding. Uh, but the apartment movement or micro housing, mm-hmm. so that's another phrase for it, yeah. and we're seeing it. Uh, there's a great project that was over by Seattle U on 13th. Apodments are all over Capitol Hill. They've mm-hmm. created some crisis and the units are 175 to 250 square feet. And then they share a bigger kitchen or they share yeah. a recreation space. And those are really good ways to bring some affordability yep. into the market yeah. where people are only, only quote unquote, spending eight or nine hundred <laughs> a month in rent, which is a yes. lot of money yeah. compared to the national average. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, so we're seeing innovation, but yeah. we just need to innovate our laws.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, come up next in the Money Hour, we're going to continue the remainder of our show all with the housing affordability and Washington housing ecosystem and updates on the Olympia and addressing our challenges with Troy Thiel with Troy Thiel team at Windermere Yarra Bay right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break.
3: With over 30 years of real estate success in three major markets, the Thiel team knows what it takes to help their buyers, sellers, and developer clients achieve their real estate goals. Use an expert. Contact the Thiel team today for a free consultation. The combined skills, experience, and tools of the number one office in the state, the Thiel team at Windermere Yarrow Bay, will get you across the finish line. Call today at 425-941-8457 or email... Troy Thiel at windermere.com to connect.
4: Hi, I'm Troy Thiel and my wife Karen and I are the Thiel team with the Windermere Yarrow Bay office in Kirkland. We work throughout the Seattle market and we love helping people achieve their real estate goals. If you'd like to talk to us about what your goals are and how we can help you, give us a call at 425-941-8457.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell.
0: And your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: you're your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 16th show. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in all areas regarding your financing, and we're here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to connect with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call 1-855-400-1150. Again, that's 1-855-400-1150 or online at com. Uh, back in studio, we have Troy Thiel with the Thiel team at Windermere Yarrow Bay, housing affordability, at the and the Washington housing ecosystem, and also updates from Olympia on addressing our challenges.
2: So, Troy, when we were on break, we got into a, a different layer of the conversions, the condo conversions, and I would love for you to elaborate on that a little bit for our listeners. Y-
1: yeah, thanks. Uh, we don't want to miss on, out on the yeah, behind yeah. the scenes conversations. behind the
0: scenes.
4: Oh, yeah, and so the, <laughs> and behind the scenes dance moves. Is this yes. on
1: TV too? Or
4: are <laughs> (laughs) We should. Uh, So real quick, um, you know, one of the things Tina mentioned in in the last session was asking about the rental market and the connection to conversions. And and you heard that there's less competition, quite frankly, in the rental market. So Mm -hmm. guess what? There's 24,000 to 30,000 units coming online of rentals. And now apartment developers are scared. Because they're like, wait a minute, our demand curve is going down, Uh our prices are going up, uh, our numbers aren't working, it took three years to get through City Hall to get permits, our numbers are off, we're actually losing money. Oh, by the way, we might own... 20 condominiums buildings that are in great locations or apartment buildings that if we converted those to condos we could help solve the crisis Mm -hmm. have money and then we can build apartments and appropriate housing moving forward and there's legislation I didn't mention this in the legislative component of this conversation uh, about multifamily tax credits where Mm. if these people build housing the private market that Uh we need and the market needs and our community needs to continue to grow appropriately um, they'll get a tax break as long as they build another building yes. within 12 years. Yeah. And so uh, Cindy Ryu and Tana Sen sponsored that bill last year. Mm-hmm. And now everybody wants in on that. Um, So uh, that's really cool. But back to conversions, there's I mentioned about NIMBY issues, and that's just one of the uh, you're not going to have that because it's already existing land use. The other thing that's great about conversions, they're already built in really good locations. Yeah, they're near transit. They're near services. They're near, uh, uh, you know, quality of life stuff that people want. So they're already built. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to convert tenants to homeowners why yeah. for so many reasons mm-hmm. it makes their lives so much better it's a major investment it's stability for their, their, their people become more connected to their community when yep. they own city of uh, seattle homeownership 42% they would have to increase homeownership percentage wow. by 50% in the city of seattle to be average nationally really that's how that's that how our is market is skewed crazy well and that so that answers that question even deeper about our yeah. issue of how does homeownership and homelessness and rental relate of
1: course of course and in the, you know, is isn't it great if, to have numbers in those stats to really be able to know where you're at where you stand in the nation um, to see you know how big your problem really is
4: yeah, yeah. It, you're right that's a massive one I mean I, I think I've talked to some city planners and they sort of knew that was the range but they were high they didn't know yeah. that number and I'm wow. like this is what this is the challenge that's right? crazy. This is the challenge. We need to get more people into homeownership. Fix this. Yes, be- because in some of these apartment buildings, remember, I mentioned all these kids that are paying X dollars or whatever you know, that are renting with a roommate. They're making one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and let's say it's Redmond, and they're paying three thousand a month for a two-bedroom in downtown Redmond. And that unit would come on a conversion if it was a nice two thousand two building with a, uh, appropriate consumer protections written into the conversion um, for five hundred thousand. That would actually mm-hmm. be less. Than what they're paying out of pocket between yeah. the two of them, plus it'd be an asset that they own yep, with mortgage yep, deductibility.
1: Yep, all of that.
4: All that yeah. they'd be more connected to the community. Their roommate could stay and help them uh, help pay their mortgage.
1: Yes, yeah. And
4: uh, the the owner of that building built that 2002 building for 125 dollars a square foot and just sold yeah. it for. Five hundred or six hundred a square foot. Yeah, yep. look, that's good. And they've made money on that building for twenty years. Sure. And they can take that money and that growth with the multifamily tax credit and build another building that yeah. we need. Yeah, that's,
2: that's crazy. So you know, I just read this article about uh, home ownership being the gateway to wealth for young people, especially. Well, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. And I mean, I just a call to action to listeners out there: go out and figure mm-hmm. out what it takes for you to own a home because it's yeah. not as crazy as you think. You don't need twenty percent down. Call me and Tina. Call Troy. Put it all together and figure it out, because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, there's so many people on a daily that don't think they can own a home that we talk to that mm-hmm. have a clear path and own a home 30 days later.
1: Yeah, all- and I can, I can, you're so so true, Keelan, and I can you know say personally as well. Um, being a homeowner when I was I bought my home when I was 20, and um, it put me in a whole different frame of mind as far as what I could do myself with success because. I owned a home, mm-hmm. and you know, so it gives you that sense of pride and that sense of um, uh, accomplishment that really helps you in all areas of your life because you've got that stability. And so, yeah, great shout out there. Um, Try one of, uh, you know, are are there. Homeowners that have renters that have extra bedrooms, and let's talk a little bit about about that and where yeah. your thought process is there. Well,
4: you know, it isn't just about you, young people, Keelan. You know, at home <laughs> yeah, ownership. Yeah. You know, uh, because there's a lot of us old folks that mm-hmm. are re- are in big houses. Like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, we, touche. Yeah, we don't we don't need the four thousand square feet or the three thousand square feet or even the mm-hmm. twenty five hundred square feet. Yeah, and we want to we want to age in place. We want to age in our community. We want to stay in our community, but we have no affordable prices. There's nowhere for us to. Go to. Mm. And so mm. uh, the estimation is very similar to the number of people that are renting that should be owning in this market two to three hundred thousand of empty bedrooms in our community because we have a hundred thousand plus homes that are occupied by people that would love to sell them yeah. and they want to stay in Kirkland or the, their neighborhood of Seattle or wherever brothel or whatever but there is nothing for them affordable to buy down to and move to so what's your lot creative lot thought
1: process and how that comes together
4: well okay so I think oh, the condo liability act yes. the condo conversions because they they'd love to buy that in an apartment building there but we're we're old and we understand that homes ownership is so key. One of the reasons why we have wealth and assets Mm -hmm. is because we're the homeowner generation. We're, you know, we're that 65, 70% home ownership. Mm -hmm. And we're not really that excited about selling our house for X and then paying a rent that's Very large here because of our market, Mm -hmm. and watching it go right out the door every month. Because we're we're investors too. Mm -hmm. We we like the stability of investing in ourselves and paying our own mortgage rather than paying our landlord's mortgage. Mm -hmm. And so there's a there's that synergy there. So the that makes sense. Yeah. So like if I'm having a listing that's five hundred thousand dollars, half the people I see are the millennials thinking about buying their first place, and half are old farts like me, and my wife, Uh me, not my wife, Mm -hmm. I'm the old fart, um, you know, (laughs) wanting to downsize and have an appropriate place. And so um, the challenge, what it's created, is our Seattle equity, a lot of the older folks who've decided to go ahead and sell and can't find a place, they're moving to some of these outskirt really great communities like Bellingham and Anacortes and Chelan and all these amazing places in Washington State that we have, but we're now the new Californians because we can afford so much more with that equity that we're literally creating it dynamics within the ecosystem of those housing markets that are pricing out the locals they don't those jobs don't pay that Um, so there was a story about chelan in the seattle times 80 percent of the city of chelan workers have moved outside of chelan because they can't afford to live in the community that they work for
2: yeah that's so crazy the Mm -hmm. ripple effect right yeah It, it affects everybody Let's touch back on ADUs, Troy, uh, and how that affects this exact issue we're talking about.
4: Well, what's interesting is that um, accessory dwelling units make a way to, for that baby boomer to have, uh, maybe adjust the house that they're in yeah. and, and create a rental unit. You know, Tina talked about adding a kitchen or mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And then what and so the new ADU bill makes that easier to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it removes a lot of the fees that get added on to. When you do an ADU, if you're in Kirkland, for example, I was in the Strategic mm-hmm. Housing Committee, uh, Special Committee for Kirkland. Um, before you even put a brick in uh, or a, a foundation in, you pay sixty-four thousand dollars in permits. Jeez. So crazy, yeah. Like how do you... That's the same amount you pay if you're building a four million-dollar home. Yeah. Wow. Um, so adjusting permits based upon that kind of challenge is yeah. one of them, or waiving them is another mm-hmm. one. Um, and uh, then you can stay in your house. You know, you can you can help solve the problem, stay in your house, and in a, on a city block, if one or two people adds an ADU. That's like let's say that and people get scared about cars and all the traffic that's gonna bring. That's like one car every twenty four hours or yeah. two cars. And yeah. like you're yeah. not even gonna you know it doesn't change your community. Well, pretty soon we're not yeah. gonna
1: have cars, so that won't be an issue anyways. They're all you know, no one's gonna own a car. We're just gonna have a carpool and the driveless cars and
4: so, I, I don't, I don't gonna
1: see fly coming. <laughs> I, I see it coming, and uh, I'm I'm excited about I'm it. I'm going to be
4: using a personal jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where I want to go.
1: So, Troy, let's talk about zoning and the Growth Management mm-hmm. Act um, mm-hmm. because this is a really exciting topic, or not, depending on what changes really might be coming. So, if we could figure out the Growth Management Act and actually actually make some adjustments to it, that could be a huge um, solution for us
4: yeah, uh, you know the growth management act is boy, that, that was written and passed a generation so long ago, ago a generation
1: ago generation And it was ago.
4: researched six or seven years prior to that by planners uh-huh. and it showed that their projections are about a quarter of our actual growth
1: yeah so mm-hmm. one
4: wow. might suggest There's some change finally. Some, might need a, it. A little, you know it, you know adaptation is yeah. you know what separates us from the rest uh-huh. of the animal kingdom uh-huh. uh we should probably <laughs> figure this out here too <laughs> uh, i'm a big environmental sustainability yeah. dude though too right yeah. so you know again
1: that balance yeah right you know mm-hmm.
4: uh, in chicago when i was there during the boom i was the first kind of leader in the industry that worked with development saying look stop building condos so you know it's, it's interesting i'm over mm-hmm. here now and i'm saying you know a generation later saying right well yeah 20 almost 20 years later saying build condos there i was saying stop building condos because at some point you reach a threshold in anything and um so um the growth management act um has environmental protections we need to keep aware i mean what makes this area so special Besides all the great companies and the great people, is the I mean I'm looking out the window here. I'm yes. seeing Beautiful mountains, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. very cool. Uh, and we need to protect that because we only got one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so there, I understand some of that underwriting stuff. Um, there are zoning changes. There's spot zoning. The legislators seem to be very excited about that. Um, I think um, not every community wants to get more dense. Well, God bless them if they don't. So, yeah. uh, if, um, but a lot of communities think the growth management kind of pigeons them into a certain type of development. And because of that, there's some economies of scale that don't happen, and it, es- it escalates the value or the pricing of what can actually get done. So, um, you know, let's, let's open the doors to um, uh, adjusting that strategically and improving that. Let's open the doors to zoning improvements that are massive. And one that I'm thinking about is, you know, unfortunately, retail is going, uh, is, is down a little bit. Yeah. Office development here is. is. Let's How about mixed use? How about a project, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. though we work and we live. How about yeah. more mixed use, taking some of these great commercial retail locations, because guess mm-hmm. what? They're on bus lines or they're next to other services or they're already working for that kind of thing. And there's high density residential nearby already. Let's increase that. So if you look at downtown Kirkland, I, I keep coming back to Kirkland because I live there and, and work there a lot. We have Kirkland Urban. A mm-hmm. massive project that has cr- been created um, uh, at Central and Sixth and down uh, towards downtown, and it feels like just part of the town.
2: And That's awesome. It, yeah,
4: and it's gonna be—it's gonna change. Uh, the downtown, uh, in many ways, Google is rumored to be wanting to purchase it. So we've got. Uh, I think we've the zoning issues and the growth management act are connected. All of these transit policies are connected. We've mm-hmm. the best thing you can do, the the most green thing you can do, is reuse something you've already got or put what you need where you've already got the transit yep. and so let's improve density and development near transit oriented development and that's a major thing yep. uh, near transit let's it let's let's improve it increase it near job centers let's improve it and increase it where there's already services or other things you know an area i see as an ideal place to grow growth what's that true grow growth i like that grow word. Growth. that's a great one <laughs> grow growth uh, yeah. grow growth. Grow growth. Uh, soto
2: Ah uh, yeah, you yeah. Know,
4: I I when I you can see Oz down you know Columbia Center and all those amazing yeah. buildings and if you look at the picture of the cover of Oz the book a Wizard of Oz in 1939 there's a space needle in the picture I've seen that yeah, yeah. right you know you know like and I'm thinking that was a, an influence by the illustrator uh, or the, uh, the designer of the space needle um, when you can see it you want to live there you know and Soto's got bus lines the trains go through there light rail works. And I'm like, I'm looking at all this, let's fix, let's use this. So I I lived that in Chicago in the South Loop. I lived that in Chicago in the West Loop. They're living it now in Los Angeles in the arts corridor. We can do this. I mean, we've got plenty of land. We just need to, you know, change some laws to open up the doors.
1: So, Sean, we've got less than 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. One shout out to the listeners as we wrap up our time out today.
4: So. Oh, my? Or, yes. Y- me? Oh, you. Six,
1: Less than 60 uh, seconds. I uh, uh, okay, don't want to hear so it from this me. Is it. All right, all right, all right.
4: Okay, so um, um, lots of energy. Um, all the fixes that we need are probably not going to get done uh, this year. Uh, I hope condo conversions are on the dais for this year because they're the fastest way to fix the issue mm-hmm. significantly to get more people into home ownership, which offers so many great uh, values to those folks that it, go from renters to owners. Um, uh, there's a lot of other solutions prefab, uh, the zoning improvements we discussed, transit oriented development we can do it. It's Seattle, we know how to do stuff and get it done. We're the leader. I mean, we are the innovation economy. Let's just take it a step further and let's be the innovation housing uh, center of our country.
1: Well said. Troy, thank you so much for being here uh, with Keelan and I today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Signing off for the day, your local experts, mortgage experts, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. And we'll be here same time, same place next weekend. Enjoy the rest of the weekend and be careful if we have any more snow.
0: Nina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.